0: The tradition for families to come to Branson, you know, specifically to see that show.
1: When you walk into our lobby in Branson, you look above your head, and you're going to see an actual size of the smallest propeller of Titanic. So the next time you're there, look up.
2: Your vacation needs an Ozark Mountain Christmas, and we're here to tell you about it. Hi, and welcome to Bach Radio Network. I'm Byron Tyler. And I'm from the BOT Radio Network team in Memphis, Tennessee, and I drove up to the beautiful Ozark Mountains, although it was quite late, Lynn when I drove up last night. Mostly, instead of seeing beautiful foliage, I saw a lot of deer, the beautiful Ozarks, the wildlife, even at nighttime,
3: but Merry Christmas. Thank you, Merry Christmas, and welcome to Ozark Mountain Christmas. We are ready
2: to have a wonderful time. Through January 7th. That's right. You guys don't wait till Thanksgiving to celebrate. It's kicking off as we speak. That's right. And we want our Bot Radio Network friends to make note of this and plan to come to Branson. And we're going to just go ahead and kick this off. We have a whole list of folks we want to talk to, Lynn, That's right. about celebrating Christmas here in Branson. And I'm looking forward to talking to Jackie Bell. She's my dear friend from the King's Castle. Merry Christmas, Jackie.
0: Merry Christmas to you.
2: I love the headgear. Thank you. Now, we have radio and video audience, so...
0: Well, that's what I heard. So when they said dress appropriately, I wasn't sure what to wear. So, you know, it's sunny outside, so I still got my shades on. And um, I thought we would... Being as we opened our Celtic Christmas show last night, we're already in full swing, yes.
2: You're from Scotland originally, in case folks realize that wasn't South Branson. This is uh, from Scotland. But we shared your story before, Jackie. You came Mm -hmm. to Branson. You fell in love not only with the Ozarks here in Branson, but there was a special guy that you fell in love with. There was. You were hooked from then on.
0: Correct. I was only supposed to be here. I came in two, 2008 with Spirit of the Dance, which is a big Irish dance show, mm-hmm. which we still do at the King's Castle Theatre. And I was only supposed to be here for six months. Yes, met Mr. Sean Bell, and that was that. Never left. Love it. So here I say, that wasn't the plan, but it is now. So it's a good, it was a good plan.
2: Now, but you do go home to Scotland every, yep. every year? Yep. As soon as
0: the season's over, like Lynn said, January 7th, we head straight back to Scotland during the off-season because we only get about— the off-season now in Branson has significantly reduced over the years. it's now We only shut down now for about six weeks, and then we're back open like Valentine's Day. So in the off-season, we get to go home back to Bonnie, Scotland, and I see all my family and friends.
2: I know we're talking about Christmas in Branson, but I would love to hear just a second or two about what it's like to celebrate Christmas in Scotland.
0: Um, It's not very different from here, you know. Same. I think Christmas is the same Scotland in America. We celebrate the same. Thanksgiving, however, is a, a way different thing here right. in Indeed. America. Well, any We're special
2: having... traditions, maybe, that you do in Scotland uh, for Christmas? No,
0: no. New Year is where we have traditions. We have a lot of traditions at the New Year. A, they call it, is the um, Scottish saying for New Year, and there's a lot going on there. Um, but Christmas is pretty much the same, you know? Uh, the kids put up their stockings. Christmas Eve, you have to be sure you're asleep before Santa comes or you won't get any presents. And <laughs> if you've been a naughty girl or boy, you get coal yeah. instead of gifts.
2: Of course, you never got um, coal, did you?
0: Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> I was threatened a few times, but it never actually came, came to pass.
2: <laughs> well, Jackie, back here in Branson, your shows are just big, big productions. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, your Christmas show is like over the top. I mean, over the top. How does it keep getting bigger and better each year?
0: Well, like we were just discussing before we went on air, you always think at the end of each season, you know, how are we going to top this? How, how are we going to get any better than this? But we keep creating, you know, we keep adding ideas, accumulate throughout the year, and um, and then we put them into place. And yeah, every year just seems to get bigger... And bigger and better, and the crew just love that. When I'm adding set pieces, (laughs) and I want more trees, and I want more snow, and I want more of this, and yes. So again, this year it's sure we open tomorrow night, eight p.m. The Christmas Wonderland show. Yeah, it's a great one.
2: Unpack this new show. What are we going to experience when Mm. we come to King's Castle for Christmas?
0: Mm. Um, You're going to experience a very traditional. Christmas extravaganza. Every element of a Christmas show that you would want, you know. And this is a show that just comes, I know in Branson, a lot of, including some of our shows at the theatre, shows that are there all year and then they add elements of Christmas. Whereas Christmas when the land is created purely for the Christmas season here in Branson? Yeah. Um, our production company does do Christmas shows all over the world. Mm-hmm. Right now there's one going out to Japan, there's Niagara Falls, in London, Monte Carlo, But the one in Branson is really family-friendly, just real feel-good, traditional Christmas. Yeah. Which, you know, from little tiny tots to the elderly grandmas and (laughs) and great-grandmas. It's become a family tradition for families to come to Branson, you know, specifically to see that show.
2: And Lynn, the singers... I know I
3: mean, they're so beautiful and so wonderful.
0: I mean, and tight
2: cast. Yes, they all work yes. together. The voices. and yeah, we have them.
0: phenomenal singers. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and we do. I know we're talking about Christmas Wonderland, but like I said last night, we opened a Celtic mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. and that is a, just such a classy show. Beautiful. That's more of a concert feel. Yeah. And they just stand and they sing. Their voices. I mean, it, I hired them. I created the show with them, so I see them every day singing. And still, I'm just like. <sighs>
2: What is your, Jackie, like, top requirements from those who perform and sing for you? What are you looking for most?
0: Oh, um, they have to have star quality, Mm -hmm. vocal ability, you know, all the ranges. We have so many singers, though, so, you know, we've got our sopranos down to our baritones. Yeah, they go through quite a rigorous audition process for us when they come in, because as you've seen our shows, you know, you are the show. There is no, like, headliner. The cast are the show, so you're not the backup to someone every single person on that stage is as important as the next all levels of talent need to be up there and it's beautiful thank thank the lord it is (laughs) i mean you have a
2: list of responsibilities theater manager so you oversee the entire theater Mm -hmm. also choreography and you Mm -hmm. are oftentimes seen in some of these shows (laughs) who told you that that's (laughs) top secret stuff there
0: Yes, I have been um, known to jump in when needed, yeah. and that's only if there's an emergency. If you see me on the stage and something has obviously gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else is and, not. And I <laughs> had to step in, yes.
2: That's in your blood, I know. So you have to enjoy that.
0: I do. I mm-hmm. do, for sure. Most of the year, once the shows are all set and done, you know, I've got a great crew under me. I've got Courtney Mitchell. She's our dance captain. She also does some choreography. I've got uh, Martin. Bennett, he's our vocal captain, so I've got captains that take over that just keep the shows running, so I can do the the office yes, stuff, you're right, you know, yes. the kind of boring stuff. The, the important stuff, see. though. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's important. So when it comes to getting back to changing over the shows, and I can get back down onto the stage and and uh, yeah, doing what I do, doing what I love. And what do
2: you love about choreography? personally?
0: I mean, just creating. Everyone's got different methods of how they work. I can't plan ahead. You know, I may have a vision or an idea, but I have to wait till I'm there. Some people already have it done and copy paste. I have to get in there and you know, see how things evolve and yep. how things don't always look as you had in your mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be better, sometimes it's worse, sometimes, you know, whatever. So I just love getting with it. The, and there's new cast members all the time. And so that brings more creativity to me because they may have a different talent to someone else. And sure. and it made me go in a different direction to what I thought I was going to do. And creating the show around the people I have. thats another. It's always slightly different because if we have a different cast, you can't just say, well... That girl did that last year, so that's what you're gonna do. Yep. So we create around the cast we have to make sure we showcase them in their best possible way and all their talents. And do
2: you have to have rhythm to be a choreographer? <laughs>
0: uh,
2: yes. Okay, that Lynn, that leaves me, le- no, me out. No, that leaves me out totally. I thought that was the case. Yes. Venture. You don't have
0: to be able to spell rhythm, you have to have rhythm. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> good. I love it. <laughs>
2: Jackie Bell, thank you so much from King's Castle. Now, the Christmas show is big. It's happening here in Branson. So how it's, do you get tickets?
0: You can go online to kingscastletheatre.com. That is with an RE. You can call the box office on 417-334-2500. We've got all the agents there ready to take your call and book your tickets. Well, like I said, we open tomorrow night. We have eight shows a week. So there's yeah. a Christmas Wonderland show every day. We definitely celebrate the spirit of Christmas there for sure. And, you know, it's great. We've got... Santa Claus is there, we have elves dancing around, we've got rockets, we've got dancing penguins, we got it all, we've got it all going on.
3: And Mary- she adds more trees. <laughs> more, trees. more trees. More trees. more trees. More lights. S-
0: more lights, more snow, more people. I mean, we crammed. There's not a lot of room left on that stage, honestly.
2: Merry Christmas, Jackie from the King's Castle. Thanks for stopping by here with Bot Radio today.
0: Of course, thank you. <laughs>
2: as the fun continues here for Christmas in Branson, Lindberry, wow.
3: It is. You know, it's been 35 years of Ozark Mountain Christmas in Branson this year.
2: That's a lot of yeah, Christmas that's celebration. a
3: lot of celebration.
2: And it really came to life, and we've talked about this before, <laughs> with Mr. Andy Williams. That's right. Mr. Christmas. That's right. I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to have Andy on a couple of occasions yeah. on the show and talk to him and the memories. I grew up watching the Andy Williams Christmas show in the late 1960s. That was what Me you too. wanted to watch, right? That was the <laughs>
3: Christmas set off when Andy put on that special Christmas sweater.
2: Oh, my goodness. And it kind of transformed Christmas here in Branson. He did. But it just keeps getting better and better. More creative things are happening. And our good friends at the Titanic have something special going on, too. First May, Jamie is here. (laughs) Jamie, it's always good to have you here on the Bot Radio Network. Thanks for joining us on this special Christmas edition from Branson.
1: Thank you for having me. I always feel so welcome when you invite (laughs) me in. And I love coming here. So, yeah, Christmas in Branson is one of my favorite times, and especially at the Titanic. Even Mm -hmm. if I didn't work there, I would still (laughs) say that. Mm -hmm. I believe it, really. You know,
2: we talk about... The tragic story of Titanic. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about this—the sadness and the lives that were lost. Right. But there's a message here, right?
1: Right. Even at we- Christmas time. We feel like we're the ambassadors of their legacies, and their legacies are their memories, and we get to do that every day. So this is over 111 years now, and those people will never be forgotten, because we're there, and the guests that want to come and learn about them, they're there. Here we are, well past 15 years of being in Branson now, and um, we get repeat visitors that come back, and there's always something different to see and learn about at the Titanic Museum. Imagine this will be my 17th year working at the ship. And people would think, don't you get tired of telling those same stories? No, I don't. There's always something different that we've learned about them. I always say Titanic is the history lesson that never ends. Yeah. There's always something to learn more about.
2: Well, you know, we've been doing these shows, Lynn, I think, for what, about sixteen years now? Oh, yes. You know, from Bot Radio Memphis Jamie's here. Been
1: here. And Jamie,
2: pretty <laughs> soon yeah. since you've been on the team, you've been part of yeah. this. We were here in the spring, remember Lynn? That's right. And we were celebrating a special children of the mm. Titanic. Beautiful. And that theme is continuing on even through Christmas, I believe. Yeah,
1: it's the entire year. Every year we do a tribute to a different type of passenger.
2: What do you know about a 1912 Christmas? What was Christmas like in that era?
1: Well, it would have been Edwardian period. Things with a lot of angels and cherubs would have been big for decorating. Uh, And you note that when you come through the Titanic Museum, you see the big cherub there at the bottom of the grand staircase. A lot of gold-tinted looking things like this. Very elaborate-looking type ornaments. And also handmade things. Mm -hmm. Things that were handmade were, you know, not everybody had money to buy gifts. So you'd find a lot of fruit and nuts on the table okay those were things that people dropped by guests dropped by unexpectedly you have something that wouldn't be very expensive Mm -hmm. you could still offer something like that and sometimes even the children would get the fruit i know i remember in my stockings i always got some fruit but when you come to the titanic museum we still keep that edwardian theme going and sometimes people are confused especially at christmas time at the titanic because they see all of the decorations and if they don't know a lot about titanic they will ask did titanic go down at christmas time or did they decorate like this those are all valid questions, yeah. okay? No, she didn't go down in December. She went down in April. It was her maiden voyage. Mm-hmm. April 15th, 1912 is when she sank. But they weren't planning on sinking. They probably had lots of Decembers planned, and certainly they would have decorated for Christmas. They didn't get to decorate, right. so we do it for them.
2: Well, I don't think I've ever asked you this before, and we don't have to go too deep into this, but there's a lot of different conspiracy theories yeah. that float around Titanic. Miss <laughs> have you heard some of those?
3: They, oh, yeah. They think yeah. there were other means that took it down. Right? Well, yeah. At the
1: Titanic Museum, we do not entertain conspiracy theories Mm -hmm, at all. mm -hmm. Those are very quickly debunked right out of the chute. And the main way to do that is to look at the propellers. Okay, Titanic's propellers. When you walk into our lobby in Branson, you look above your head and you're going to see an actual size of the smallest propeller of Titanic. So the next time you're there, look up and just imagine that that's the smallest. That's the actual Mm -hmm. size. Yeah, the real one weighed 22 tons. Oh, my. They had two more that were larger than that that, they were seven feet wider than the one we have, and they were 38 tons apiece. So when Titanic went down, that that ship dug itself into the clay bottom of the ocean, Mm -hmm. and that propeller is halfway dug in. You Mm -hmm. can still see a little bit of it sticking up. The idea of raising the Titanic will not happen, because there isn't even equipment invented yet that could do the task of that. That's been in the bottom of the ocean for over 100 years now. And even if you tried to raise it up, you'd have to get it up out of all that clay bottom. And then once it hits the oxygen out of the water, it's just going to disintegrate, basically. And it's rusting away, being eaten away by microorganisms as we speak. So not too very long, it will be just nothing there. But what will be there... The propellers. The propellers. You know why? <laughs> they are made of 100% manganese bronze, and they will never rust or rot nice. away. So the conspiracy theory, here's how you can tell. Okay, when they're building Titanic, they do not call them the names of the ship while they're building them. It was just not done. Hmm. You wouldn't say, oh, like your pal who's working at the shipyard, oh, what are you working on today? I'm working on Titanic. That would never be said. They were called by like, it's kind of like their serial number. Titanic was number 401. Her sister before that was 400. And the next one being built, the Britannic would be 402. Mm-hmm. So on the propeller engraved in it, well, we call today a hashtag, but it's really the number symbol. Number 401 is engraved on these big, humongous, 22, 38-ton manganese bronze propellers, and those are still there. And if you dove down to the Titanic tonight, Byron, <laughs> if you did it tonight, let's go, Lynn. Okay, you <laughs> no, go I'll down wait there, for John. Thrust the yes. lights on. You will see it engraved. 401 is Pretty still goodness. there. Oh my. Okay? So the conspiracy theory is debunked right off the bat with that. Because this would mean if there were switching, <laughs> Titanic and the Olympics, in the middle of Belfast, Ireland. Number one, it takes over 14,000 Irishmen to build her over three years. So we're talking a lot. are talking big. A 14-story tall ship, that's as long as four city blocks. This is how big we're talking, okay? We would have to get both of them in there. Olympic and Titanic at the same time with nobody seeing it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and do a switcheroo <laughs> on some things here. And shimmy, shimmy the other one out to the ocean and nobody be the wiser. That did not happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the 401 is where we debunk that right out. There are a lot of other well, reasons, sure, too. Yeah. But just like anything, everybody's got about. well, what if? I'll tell you, you know. Yeah. But if you come to the Titanic Museum at either of our locations, you can be confident that our crew will guide you through... <laughs> Through all of the real facts yeah, and, and the history. Of
2: course, as we mentioned, the owners is Mary and John yes. uh, Kellogg. Of course, John has actually been to the Titanic. Oh, that's correct.
1: Yes. Mr. Jay- John Jocelyn was the second person in the world ever to go down to the Titanic. He and his team completed 32 dives. They spent 44 days out at sea.
2: Well, as we talk, you know, Ms. Lynn, too, about the different themes that are celebrated throughout the year, this year being the children of yes. the Titanic. Because Mary was here, and you hear her, her heart. I remember the little, matter of fact, connection with Memphis. The little milk chocolate shoes yes. to represent the shoes of the children from the Titanic. And by the way, for our Memphis listeners, those little chocolates were made at Denstle's Candies, yes. which dinstals is a historic candy maker in Memphis.
1: They predate the Titanic. Did you know that?
2: They do, yes. Like
1: 1908, I believe, is when they started the, being the chocolatiers. They are our official chocolatier of the Titanic. Yeah. All of the Delicious. little candies <laughs> or all the chocolates that you see in our shop, you'll see the dinstals label there.
2: Well, there is something very magical about visiting the Titanic. Especially at Christmas time. The experience is always new and exciting and refreshing. This year, with the children theme, is no exception. Tell us about Christmas.
1: Yes, well, we always decorate for Christmas and, and not just put a tree up. Oh, no, no. We're talking the entire museum. And keep in mind, it takes on average about two hours to complete a tour. It's self guided. We're talking from the entrance to the exit, two floors of the museum from the beginning to the end. It takes our crew about a week all hands on deck to decorate that ship and get it so beautiful. And we've kind of had the theme going over the past years of the gold and the burgundies, and it's just an explosion of beautiful Edwardian Mm -hmm. style. And all of those color schemes have kind of stayed the same over the years. We're adding new things in every year. But this year, all that's gone. It is. You will not see burgundy and gold in the color scheme of our Christmas this year. Mary came to us and said, look, we're changing everything. Surprise! If you met Mary <laughs> Kellogg, because that's that's what she does. <laughs> yes, of course, uh, she said red. She just looked at us and said red. And we went, red. Oh, we're on board. Literally, what? What? She said red everywhere. And we said okay. Yes. And boy, did she mean it. Our design team and design crew really knocked it out of the park this year. It is. I mean, I work there, and I walk in, and I'm just. Oh, I can't
2: wait! wait.
1: (laughs) It is so beautiful. You're gonna see this beautiful buffalo plaid check everywhere, intertwined in all of it. Up against the red, And then at the grand staircase, we have not one, not two, not three, but four humongous Christmas trees. Two of them are over 15 feet tall. Okay? And then the other two, down at the bottom of the stairs, and they're covered in all this beautiful red decoration. And Lynn,
2: are those trees included in the how many trees you'll see in Branson? We have over 2,000.
3: Are those (laughs) trees included in those? Yes, they are. Just making sure. (laughs) And we just
1: got our brand new red tree at the top outside of the museum as you pass by. It just went up yesterday. And it's brand new. We haven't had a Red tree, but Mary Kellogg said red, and that tree had to be red too, okay? So, but on our trees and all throughout the museum, since it is the year of the children, there were 135 children on board, and we're honoring all of them. You're going to start to see the most beautiful, the softest, the most adorable red Teddy bears, oh,
2: red teddy bears, <laughs> everywhere,
1: <laughs> exploding out of everywhere, and you just oh, you want to squeeze them and squish them, and you can. Guess oh, what? Yeah. You can. Right. I brought a couple with. Did me. Did you bring I some brought red teddy bears? Them with me. So You're going to share them it? with our I Bot
2: am. radio network I listeners am. here. Here they come. They're, They're real rare. red and rare.
1: I'm going to bring the baby out first. Ooh,
2: red oh, and rare. The baby. No, that's the baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you notice he's got the buffalo plaid so check that I talked about. <laughs> And on their ears, they're going to have the Titanic tag, see? Yes. And it's each one of them, and it's got a little red bow there. Oh. It's going to have the name of a real child that was oh. on Titanic and a little what? bit about them. For example, it says the Titanic Museum attraction honors the 135 children aboard RMS Titanic. Marshall Drew, second-class passenger, eight years old.
3: Oh. So you'll get oh. a little, can I touch you
1: him? You sure can. Now, I'm, I've oh, not, this is soft. Oh, you think soft? This is really <laughs> soft. <laughs> Wait till I bring the big one out. Just
2: is it bigger there. than this one? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> (laughs) So
1: precious. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Isn't he something now then? You want to talk about a soft bear? Take
2: him. Oh, let's see now. Take him up. up. Oh, boy, Lynn.
1: <laughs> this is so cuddly soft. I know. That's There's what it is. The adults come around the corner and they see those and they think, oh, well, let me get one for my kid or maybe a grandkid. And then they pick one up and they go, oh, boy. <laughs> let me see about, <laughs> maybe I need another one. And you'll notice on his ear, he's got a different kid there that got was on Yeah, You want to read that one? Yeah. yeah. So this one is William Carter, 11 years old, first class passenger. So you got a first class passenger and a second class passenger. So never know. And they're all everywhere. Some of them are in the trees. And then when you get to the gift shop, which Titanic had a gift shop, the real ship did. It really did. It was located in the barber shop. That's where you'd go to find souvenirs for your trip, just like you would today on a cruise. Yeah. Yeah, When you get to the gift shop, we have this little miniature lifeboat All of these bears are just all with their little bear friends, and I saw yesterday some guests were just realizing about the little name tags, Mm -hmm. and there was one who was Bertram Dean, he was about mm, almost two years old, and then the other kid found... It had a sister, oh, Melvina Dean. And so we have to, Melvina. he can't go home without a sister. <laughs> so then mom had to get to him. Oh, that's wonderful. So we love that, you oh, know. My. And Melvina was the last surviving. You're right. See, you're a titaniac. Uh, you remember.
3: Absolutely. Right? Knows yeah, it. Yeah.
2: I love um,
1: that history.
2: Right here in Branson, the Titanic. So how do we get tickets? Hmm. When can you see the Titanic? Right, when yeah. is it available?
1: Well, reservations are required. It's titanicattraction.com. Or you can call 1-800-380-7670, and our crew will get you ready. So, yeah, it's a self-guided tour. It takes, on average, about an hour and a half to two hours. But you can take as little or as long as you'd like to. We do ask that you do go ahead and get your reservations, because we do sell out many days. And we don't want you to come to town and not be able to come. So, as soon as you know your travel plans, yeah. go ahead and reserve those tickets.
2: First May Jamie from the Titanic. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for being here with <laughs> sure, Bio Radio. My
1: pleasure.
2: <laughs> well, then, we are about to complete this first show here in Branson and talking about the wonderful vacation plans that our Bot Radio Network friends can have when they come and celebrate Christmas. Yes. And there is nothing like an Ozark Mountain Christmas in Branson, especially when you visit America's Christmas tree city. How many Christmas trees did you tell me? Almost 2,000. And we have made it a little
3: easier for our visitors this year. We have online a Christmas tree trail.
2: Now, how do you find that?
3: You know, on explorebranson.com slash Christmas, you can always find every detail about what we have planned for the holidays.
2: Well, as we talk about trees, you also have to talk about Christmas lights, and they are everywhere. You can experience displays as you walk down to the Branson Landing, and those are all free. I mean, you can just view those, but there's also driving tours we want to mention too. Let There Be Lights. Oh, that
3: is such a wonderful one over at Promised Land Zoo. You can also have an even more special drive-through available with their Santa Safari. Really? And in the end you get to meet Santa and his reindeer. I did not know that. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, also Branson's Lights of Joy and the Trail of Lights are also a couple of drive-throughs you want to take advantage and of.
3: each of those has a special unique feel for it. So the drive-through light display that is A Joy of Lights, that is really LED and flashy and yeah. got a lot of animals the and kids a a will love it. Then oh, things for children that are absolutely out of this world. Yeah. And the traditional Drive-through lights that you and I enjoyed, those are out at Shepherd of the Hills on the Trail of Lights.
2: Also, Silver Dollar City, of course, is home to the largest light display in the area, their old-time Christmas which showcases. Ready for a drumroll? Oh. 6.5 million lights, <laughs> and you'll see 1.5 million of those lights in the Midtown on the Christmas tree, the new tree that's what? Eight
3: stories tall. Eight
2: stories tall. Oh, and it's LED, and it does video, it does everything. That's right. It does everything but dance. (laughs) I don't think it makes coffee for you while you're watching it. Oh, there's
3: wassail, there's hot chocolate. Uh
2: But it's all available if you go to explorebranson.com. You can see what's waiting for you at Christmas here in Branson. You can make accommodations, see what hotels, but also cabins. That's right. Silver Dollar City has some wonderful cabins. But there's other cabins throughout the Ozarks here that you can enjoy your family time. And it really is a time for family, Lynn, to get together. It's so
3: special to have your family gathered and then enjoy a wonderful meal downtown and take in a show. Then mom and the girls can go off and do a little shopping the next day.
2: Well, listen, friend, your vacation this Christmas is right here in Branson. (laughs) And there's time because we celebrate Christmas now, as Lynn said, through January 7th. Come, even if it's just for a weekend. We want you to come and experience Christmas in Branson.